Locked On Bulldogs podcast. I am Daniel. And I am Clint. I'm not shooting over to Michael today. He Nah, let's don't do it. No, he's not, not ready. He's not ready. He's Guys, I, I put the kid down there. the road without the training wheels and two feet afterwards, <laughs> just bam, right on the side. Just face first into the concrete. And I said, well, got to put those back on. So no, welcome two to feet, No, two feet later, after you sent him down the road without the training wheels, he drafted Mike Moonpie Wilson. <laughs> That's what he did. We said, we said, come on. And he said, hold my okay. beer. I got, I got, let me take, let me take the Matt Luke moon pie connection and I go can't to say, town. I can't say I'm not educated. I just, I'm, I'm holding my breath right now to see whether or not Michael is going to draft Matt Luke as his head coach. I think, oh gosh, yes. He's oh. got head coaching experience. He, he's got head coaching experience. His title has assistant to Associate the head coach in it. Head co- assistant to the head coach. <laughs> uh, he's good looking. He's, he's looking. great. He's a great looking man. I mean, I great like the cut of his man. jib. Uh, yeah. Hey, we are. We're back at the pod. Uh, as Daniel said, uh, I am Clint. He is Daniel. This is Michael Smith. He's joining us on the pod this week to draft our all-time UGA teams. Uh, we're doing a snake draft. Three team, any player. Any head coach, any offensive coordinator, any defensive coordinator ever at the University of Georgia is being drafted to make a team in which we will compete in a fictional game. Apparently, we're playing in New Orleans. Um, yeah, I, I, I have, I do, I, I request that we play in New Orleans. I have Vince Dooley as my head coach, and so ah, lot, there we go. Lots okay, of positive. I now, I now understand a lot, a lot more as to why. Um, but we're snaking our way through this draft. You got go- Kirby Smart, so as long as we don't play in Atlanta, you'll be fine. We're good. We're good. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't good. know. I don't know what anybody else is doing. Uh, University of Georgia fans in Atlanta. Sorry, you're just you're toast. Listen, listen. If you can't laugh at yourself, who can you laugh at? Guys? Who can this you laugh just, at? It's a closed podcast. We don't let Florida fans on here, so it's okay. No. We can make fun of no. ourselves. We don't let them on. No, we actually actively remove them. Like we we troll them until they pop up, and then yes. we whack we them. We nickname style. them Trevor, and then yes. we actively remove them from the. From yes. the community. That's exactly Correct. right. Um, but hey, if uh, if you're new to the pod, welcome. Uh, Daniel and I are nothing but if not fans. We are great fans, and we love talking about UGA and uh, sharing pertinent information with you and walking through this draft as well as many other episodes. We're glad you're here. If you're a long time to the pod, glad you're back. Keep listening. We love interacting with you, and Dan's going to tell you how that works. Yeah, Locked On Podcast Network. We're here three days a week during the off season. We will go back to five days a week when the season ramps up, which it will. Um, it will. Uh, it will. And um, we talk about all things UGA. That's what we are about. There are Locked On Podcasts for all of your favorite teams, but we know that there's one team that stands above the rest, and that is the the red and black, the Georgia Bulldogs. Uh, and that's what we're here to talk about. And so if you are a fan of Georgia, we are glad that you're here. You can subscribe to the podcast. It's an easy way to just stay up to date and help us out a little bit. If you like the podcast, you can leave us a rating or a review. That helps us out a bunch. It's nothing for you to do. It's a small thing, but it helps, actually helps us out a lot. Uh, to get more listeners to the show, and uh, more listeners to the show means good things for us. And so you can help us out for free by doing that. Um you uh, can send us an email, lockedonbulldogs at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Twitter, at Dogs Podcast. You guys know the Twitter handle, apparently. Yeah. Um, they, the rest they know of you, Daniel. Listen, 
the percentage of people who, and I get this, this is this case, I listen to a lot of podcasts, I almost never interact with the hosts of the podcasts that I listen to, almost never do. The percentage of the people that listen to the podcast, that interact with us on Twitter, compared to that listen to the podcast, it's a drastically low percentage of, like, of people who interact. So, all of the rest of you, I'm just assuming you love my team. <laughs> like the, just a, same like just the scores of listeners that are not taking the time the silent to reach majority. out on twitter that's right the silent majority has voted <laughs> loud and clear the thing is we're going to put this to an actual vote and uh if you don't actually let us know whose team wins then that won't do us any good so uh, we're drafting teams for your entertainment primarily, but also for you to uh, weigh in on and judge us on. And so you'll have the opportunity to say who you think picked the best team. Uh, we are 16 rounds into the draft. Uh, we'll do this. We do this every episode just as a way of recapping. And so I think it helps get a big picture of what we're looking at here on the teams. We can kind of get lost in the minutia when we're drafting. But when you look at these teams overall, they are really stacked mm. rosters of mm-hmm. all-time great UGA players. And so, um, uh, Michael, hit us up with your roster through the first 16 rounds. You got it. So I've got Herschel Walker, Terrence Edwards, Rokon Smith, Richard Seymour, Jarvis Jones, DeAndre Baker, Matt Stinchcomb, Alec Ogletree, Fred Gibson, Ben Jones, J.R. Reed, Terry Hogue, Moon Pie Wilson. He did not misspeak there. there. (laughs) Mark Richt as my offensive coordinator, uh, Aaron Murray at the QB position, and Clint Bowling on the offensive line. Those are the three best picks in the history of anything that's a pick. Back to back to back, he went Moon Pie, Ricked, Murray, just in a, in an absolute and crescendo he picked, names, of crap. he picked your namesake, Clint Bowling. He did. Uh, are you mad about that? Um, do you, I, do you I, wish you had him? I am mad. Squad? No. No. Okay. No. Okay. Well, uh, I had the second pick overall. I took Champ Bailey with it, and then the rest of my roster is as follows. Uh, Nick Chubb, Todd Gurley, Heinz Ward, Boss Bailey, Justin Houston, Benjamin Watson, Leonard Floyd, Sean Jones, Marcus Stroud, Greg Blue, John Stinchcomb, David Andrews, Vince Dooley as my head coach, I guess we have to say we what, do have to specify. what role they're playing. <laughs> Vince Dooley as my head coach. And uh, and then Max Gene Gillis and Jonathan Sullivan to round out my first 16 rounds. Fantastic. I went with David Pollock, A.J. Green, Garrison Hurst, Thomas Davis, No. Sean Moreno, Andrew Thomas, Paul Oliver, Rennie Curran, Geno Atkins, Leonard Pope, Malcolm Mitchell, Sanders Cummings, Cordy Glenn, Kirby Smart as head coach, Isaiah Wynn, Lamont Gilliard, and that is where we're at. So That's it. All right, so Michael is on the clock with the first pick of round number 17. Michael, who you got? Well, uh, you know, I've got a QB noteworthy there. That's right. We, we, we remember. You picked. We remember. The Twitter, no. Twitter, audience, uh, uh, Twitter audience remembers also. Our teams if, don't even have quarterbacks. So. No, no. We don't have quarterbacks. Right, we, there was we're a, losing. If there was a power outage and we had to stop playing, we would probably lose the game. We'd lose the game. Absolutely. Right. But you, you both have tight ends, which is. We do. <laughs> we do. Famously. <laughs> these are two hot topics. You can run an end around to a tight end. A t- Wishbone is a, a tight thing. end. 
a tight end can block on a direct snap to Todd Gurley, which act like that's not a better play than most <laughs> of your plays. That's not a bad play. That's not a bad play. But I thought I'd get a tight end finally, uh, and I okay. decided to take I decided to take the best, uh, Randy McMichael, for tight end. I wish I could argue with you, but objectively speaking, much has been made about my tight end pick, Ben Watson. We get it. Uh, Clint picked Leonard Pope. Randy McMichael is the best tight end in Georgia football history. Uh, I agree with that assessment. Uh, and so at this point, I'm kind of kicking myself a little bit. I'm obviously, I, I realized I made a dumb pick earlier, but uh, this is a great pick, Michael. It's a great pick. Did you know uh, Randy McMichael didn't play football until his senior year of high school? He wanted That's... to be a basketball star, and the football coach told him, you don't have the shot. You're not going to make it in basketball. You should oh. try football. And, and Miami Dolphins fans everywhere celebrate rejoiced. that decision that he that he made. Uh, Michael, Randy McMichael set off a run of tight ends at Georgia. He was kind of the yeah. first in a line of tight ends that were really good for a really long time. No, absolutely. Uh, great pick. M-Dubs, we, we ain't faulting you for that. Um, which leads us to Daniel with the second pick of this now listen here's been much documented my strategy in this draft is to try to as many positions as i can get the best player to play that position that's been my strategy of the draft i started my draft with champ bailey um i got i got players that i think that's why i drafted ben watson i I reached on him i get that i don't whatever i don't want to talk about it anymore but uh so there's a position group that has not been taken. There's actually several position groups that have not been touched yet. But there's one, I think, that stands above the rest. Because when you think about Georgia, you think about defense, right? Historically, you think about great defenses, all right? I've got some great defensive players on my team. Champ Bailey, most notably. I got Boss Bailey. I got Justin Houston. I got Leonard Floyd. I got Marcus Stroud, Jonathan Sullivan anchoring my defensive line. I got, I got a safety... Uh, combination of Sean Jones and Greg Blue. I've got great defensive players. But you would think that there would be a litany of prolific defensive coordinators in the history, the great history of the University of Georgia. But when I started thinking about them, I realized that there was one defensive coordinator that I wanted, Mm -hmm. and I didn't really want any others. I really would have been frustrated to end up with any other defensive coordinator. And so at this point in the draft, round 17, what good is a bunch of talented defensive players if, if you don't have somebody who can assemble them into a unit of junkyard dogs, fellas? And so I'm taking Eric Russell. I'm taking the defensive coordinator at UGA. The all-timer, uh, Eric Russell is a legend. He is... Uh, he is great off the field he's great on the field the man has intensity that would make uh that would make kirby smart piss his pants he is smashing his head against people's helmets he is playing jim croce in the locker room he is everything that i like about a person uh give me Eric russell as my defensive coordinator and all of a sudden every defensive player on my team just got about five units better uh, and so that's that's my pick, round 17, Eric Russell. Yeah, that one hurt. Great pick. Uh, it's not bad. Like it a bunch. Uh, I would contend that I have the best DC as well as head coach combined into one. 
Uh, his name is Kirby Smart. Oh, so. oh I see. I yeah, see. No, yeah, no, 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 no. I'm not. Well, I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to Mark Richt a situation here where I take a head coach and make him a coordinator. No, uh, I don't know who would do but, that. But whatever. Yeah, I, di- I digress. I'm not trying to do that. All right, Clint, well, I want to hear your pick first. Uh, we're going to go to this quick break, and then we'll come back and uh, hear who you took in round 17. You want to know who I took, Daniel? I do. I want to know. I'm dying to know. I, I, I think you are. Uh, here's the deal. Um, I have I, – I got, I got some depth on my team. Okay, my team has depth all the way around. Uh, I like it so far. I'm happy with it so far. Uh, the one area that I'm lacking is edge production. Okay, now I got David Pollock, who is just going to be tearing up some three technique, maybe some three inside, maybe some three head up or, or four inside. Uh, love everything that he's bringing to the table there. That's clear as day. I got Rennie Curran, who doesn't miss a tackle. Geno Atkins clogging up the middle, but my, my edge is lacking. Now, some of the edge rushers are gone. All right. Uh, Correct. They were gone a long time ago. So I'm looking for two that I can throw on the outside and, and again, wreak some havoc. Uh, and I'm going to go Quentin Moses and Lorenzo Carter as my back-to-back snake in this round. Quentin mm. Moses, often forgotten oh. UGA player. Okay. Yep. Shouldn't be. Shouldn't, shouldn't be. be. Because you see this no. guy play. Hello. How about, uh, how about 20 and a half tackles for loss in one season? Anybody want that? Mm-hmm. How about... How about double-digit back-to-back years? How about 11 and a half sacks, 25 for his career? How about getting drafted and going and playing a, a great career uh, in the NFL as well? Quentin Moses, uh, fantastic, fantastic player. He's another one that I remember knowing on CBS watching afternoon games um, uh, before I was a UGA fan and, uh, and loving watching him play. So Quentin Moses uh, and then Lorenzo Carter. Uh, getting some backers, getting some edge, getting some pressure, as well as some run-stopping ability with my next two picks. I like it. I like the pick, Quentin Moses. When you play opposite, uh, when you play opposite David Pollock, it's tough to get. It's tough to get. Look, and and some would say that that <laughs> a lot some. of those tackles. No, 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 I'm not saying this. I'm a Quentin Moses fan. I'm a Quentin Moses fan. I have heard people say that Quentin Moses' stats are overblown because he was was reaping the benefits of every offensive line in America sliding towards the best defensive lineman in a generation of college football players. And so certainly I think he did benefit from that, but Quentin Moses is a great player. Um, I, I needed... Um, I needed more great players on my team. Do you see how I did that segue? I did. And so I, did. I am going to go back to the offensive line. Um, and I, my, I have a run first team. I think that's pretty obvious. I don't even have <laughs> yeah. a quarterback much, <laughs> just much as I don't even have a quarterback. Let me just say again for the record. Um, I have a I have a run first team. I love my offensive line so far. I got John Stinchcomb. I got David Andrews. I got Max Gene Gillis. I'm going to go with another offensive lineman here, and I'm going to go with a great UGA player, not best known for being a UGA player, but still a great UGA player, and that is Pat Dye. Hmm. Pat Dye, you will remember, played for Mark Richt when he was at Georgia. Oh, oh, wait, no, 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 wait, no. he didn't. No. no, I draft other players that didn't play for. Well, y'all, whatever. Y'all, y'all had Dye, a touch point. I'm just letting you know right now. Y'all had a touch Pat point. Pat Dye, don't don't start throwing Mark Richt in my face, y'all. You can say a lot of things to me, but don't don't do don't do Pat don't do Mark Richt. Uh, Pat Dye, um, an All American. 
uh, when he was at Georgia. Uh, no, I take it back. A two-time All-American when he was at Georgia. Um, an SEC champ, an Orange Bowl champ. Um, uh, he was a great Georgia Bulldog before he became an average Plainsman. And so I'm taking Pat Dye, the Georgia Bulldog, to play uh, offensive line on my squad. Is there an exceptional Plainsman? There are no exceptional Plainsmen. No. They wear exceptional hats and scarves to their NFL press conferences, but they are, they are not exceptional Plainsmen. Thank you. No. Daniel, two picks in a row pre-1990. What? Uh, yeah, Was I even alive? That doesn't count. That doesn't happen. That's not that. What real football wasn't even played then? Be careful! You're uh, going to mess up your recency bias accusations that you're so I proud of. I, would, I know. I am proud of those, and so I would hate to do anything about it. <laughs> All right, it's on me. Uh, my round 18 pick, and I, I got burned on the head coach situation. Somebody started pulling triggers before I thought they would. So, so I thought did. I would do the same. <laughs> Certain people. <laughs> I thought I would do the same for a kicker. And so I oh. thought round 18, it's time. Mm-hmm. Mr. <laughs> Robot Leg, Rodrigo Blankenship, welcome to the podcast. Welcome to my team. Mr. Perfect, 200 for 200. I don't expect Rodrigo to have to kick many field goals. Okay, oh, Herschel I see Walker, what you did there. I see what you I did there. I have one offensive lineman with two legs. That's all Herschel needs, right? He only, he only has to run through one hole. Correct. So just <laughs> move one player. He's gone, so we just need PATs. Rodrigo is my guy. Is Not that- to mention that if you're playing my squad, every field goal you attempt will be, would be blocked anyway. <laughs> and so it's not Fair even enough. a relevant stat what, how good of a field goal kicker you have. But I will give you 200 for 200 on PATs. There's nothing you can do about that. That's automatic. Uh, by the way, I've, just, I've understood so much of Michael's draft philosophy. Uh, the, the lack of any offensive lineman to note and the yeah. lack of, of just, just saying, Herschel's going to get us close enough don't within range. Don't need him. He em. said, I got Herschel Walker. Why don't I take Moon Pie? Because <laughs> that'll be well, a, that'll well, be a fun a challenge story for, for the pod. <laughs> that'll be a fun story listeners, for the pod. Listeners who know, back me up on Moon Pie. Come on, oh, guys. Okay, hold on. Hold on real quick. I don't, let, me, let me go searching high and low for Moon Pie aficionados. <laughs> yeah, come out of the woodwork. Tell us all about Moon Pie. Um, Rodrigo Blankenship, right. you, you went and got a kicker. There it is. I like it. I don't hate the pick. Clint no. broke his phone when he saw it. I did. Uh, there's, there's no doubt about it. But it's, you're still on the clock, Michael. Where are you am. going next in round 19? So uh, I need another defensive lineman. So I decided to go again pre-1990, uh, and I picked up Freddie Gilbert. So well-documented. Gilbert. Well documented on the podcast that sacks are an overrated stat. They are. But what if you had five sacks in a single game? That would Is be it? that would be appropriately rated, I would that, say. That seems rated. to not be an accident. What if no. what if you missed four games? Freddie Gilbert missed the first four games of the nineteen eighty one season with a knee injury. Knee injury. Okay. I thought it was Comes. gonna be because he sold an autographed jersey on eBay. I thought that's does that is that no? That was somebody on my team. That's why. Yeah, that's why else. somebody on my team. Yeah. Uh, comes back from a knee injury and posts four sacks against Florida. That's an all-timer. Mm. Hello. Give mm. him to me. Uh, Freddie Gilbert. This is my favorite stat about Michael's team, and I've been sitting on it the entire draft. Are you oh, ready for it, yes. fellas? Ready. 
Michael now has the heaviest Fred in UGA history and the skinniest Fred in UGA history. Fred Gibson, the number two wide receiver on his squad, just old chicken legs streaking down the field, and you match him up with Freddie Gilbert, the behemoth defensive lineman. It's a this is, those are two Freds to be reckoned with. That's They're not, bunking you, when they go on the road. The, those two are roommates. The all-time <laughs> all Fred team is uh, is pretty strong. I don't know if I'll be able to compete with that. No, you can't. You can't. Okay. Uh, I um, I'm gonna give you my pick. We're gonna go to break real quick, and I will um, I'll hit you with it. When You're we gonna want to stay around. All right, so it's round 19, and I said earlier, back in round 15, uh, Michael uh, he drafted a quarter, he drafted a quarterback. Much <laughs> talked about on the podcast. We don't need to revisit that. The quarterback's name was Aaron Murray, and I uh, breathed a sigh of relief because, to be honest with you, Michael was the one I was worried about. I was not worried about Clint taking the quarterback that I wanted. I thought I knew who Clint was going to take. No, you don't. And I was not worried about it. <clears throat> But And so I said to you, I think I can get my quarterback third. I don't think I need to take him. And so I've just been sitting this whole time. But at this point, the anxiety inside me rivals that of our fans listening and writing to us on Twitter. That I needed to have a quarterback on my team. I needed it. So, okay. so, time. so, okay. so Twitter people out there, I'm with you. I understand. I get <laughs> it. I get the anxiety. And so I had to do it. I did not think Clint was going to take him, but I wanted the best quarterback in the history of UGA. And so I took David Green, the best quarterback in the history of UGA. Because do you know what we're trying to do out here, fellas? We're trying to win Throw a football game. Oh. We're trying to oh. win. No, that was that's Michael took Aaron Murray already. Oh. <laughs> he was off the board. <laughs> we're trying to win football games and do you know which georgia quarterback wins football games better than any of the others what's that it's it's freaking david green give me david green give me the absolute uh left arm that is the dagger in the hearts of all of our rivals uh david green uh is he's not only my favorite georgia quarterback you cannot argue with me that he's the best georgia quarterback of all time some of y'all out there wanted me to draft somebody that played in 1942, and that's fine. But we're playing it. But but listen, I'm just going to say it now. We could say it at the end of the podcast. I'm just going to say it now. If you put Roquan Smith on the field uh-huh. with some poor fool that played in 1942. It ain't going to be pretty. It's not going to go well. I know it's hard to compare players from different eras. But you just got to understand that we're trying to play an imaginary football game here. And so, okay. like, I can't be having somebody... David Pollock, Boss Bailey, <laughs> Roquan Smith, all lined up on Richard the opposite Seymour side. Seymour would break a man in half, and just, like Dungeons and Dragons style, just drag his corpse across the field as a reminder to the rest of the players. Uh, give me David Green. He's my quarterback. He's the guy I want, and um, and I'll happily take him. Also uh, because he played for Mark Rick. Also because that's he played. Why, that's why I got uh, to take him. Hey. All those thirsty, uh, all those thirsty betting fans out there. If you had twenty three minutes into the pod to talk about Dungeons and Dragons, <laughs> you, yep. you win. Nailed it. You nailed, nailed it. it. Uh, I've, been, I've been placing some bets. Take that ticket to the window. It still cashes. <laughs> it's still it's cashes. Still, still Look, good. here's the deal with quarterbacks. We've been talking about it, and we've been intimating at it a lot. The quarterbacks. Do you know if y- y'all realize that 
that two years ago, Daniel and I were ready. We were moments away from putting Jake Fromm as the head of the Mount Rushmore best QBs of all time at UGA if he goes out there. And if somebody has, knows how to stay. If somebody knows how to stay deep as the, as, the, as the deepest, then Jake Fromm is the greatest quarterback in the history of UGA. Period. Correct. Mm. correct. He who shall not be named. Which I didn't I, name him. I, well, I have yet to utter his name. Just just let the record state. Um, on this pod, nor in life. Uh, but that's what I'm saying. Is yes, quarterback's important. We get it. But if you look at UGA and how we've won games, it hasn't been. The most stellar QB play is what I'm getting at. It uh, hasn't been. So don't don't add us with that. Now round 19, who you got, Clint? Round 19, here we go. Uh, I got Thomas Davis and Daniel's secondary. His safeties are are just. I love tremendous. my. I love my safeties. Tremendous. I love them. I I want to fight. I want a cage match brawl between Daniel's safeties and my safeties. Oh, good lord! <laughs> just. Just because I'm going to go get Bakari Rambo, and I'm going to put him mm. next to Thomas Davis back there. And I'm just going to say, boys, uh, you ain't going to be yelled at when you get 15 yards. No, nope. the 15-yarders are just going to be coming. They are going to be <laughs> just flying out of the referee's auto, pocket. <laughs> yeah. Auto repeat, 24-7. Bakari uh, Rambo, Thomas Davis are my – I picked them up. I love Bakari Rambo, one of my favorite defensive players. Uh, blue – Fantastic, Thomas Davidson, but Bakari Rambo, love it. And now I need to get my final offensive tackle. And uh, if hmm. so far, I okay. have I have two tackles. Oh well, yeah, but you know most offenses traditionally these days run with three, <laughs> three tackles. Three tackles. Uh, Canadian football <laughs> rules. We're gonna we're just gonna Correct. swing that guy gate out Correct. there. Okay. Yeah. So so I got my two my two tackles. I got. Pretty good, nasty interior lineman. And I picked up what I think is a talented offensive lineman. But but I need to put him somewhere at center. Center's the only position left. And so, so you took a tackle naturally. To I took a tackle your- naturally because he's the most talented on the board left, in my opinion. Just just raw okay. talent as offensive lineman. Um, I think he's very talented. Yet it's been known on this podcast we made fun of him because he's still collecting five-yard false start penalties. Just like mm, – Oh, just, no. Yeah. No, no. John no. Theus, come on down. Now, if he false starts, oh, no. guess what he does? He doesn't false start. Guess what he just did? He just started the play. That's called a snap infraction, Clint. It's a real thing. I don't know if you know that. I don't know if you've ever watched a football no, game before, no, just... but when the, when the center flinches his head like a crazy person, like a person who just had a seizure, that's called a snap infraction. And it's a five yard penalty, and John Theus just got six of them while we were talking. <laughs> <laughs> so, John Theus, when he's not getting five-yard false start or now snap infractions on my team, <laughs> I'm just going to try to convince him just to throw the ball as he as he convulses. Um, <laughs> he's, he's my starting – he's my fifth offensive lineman. I have my offensive line rounded out. I got my secondary. I'm feeling good, which leads us to Daniel. This is my, my favorite thing about this pick is not the snap infractions. It's the fact that as you're talking, I'm thinking back to everything you said on this podcast. And every time you've drafted an offensive lineman, Michael, back me up, you've used the same words. Nasty, bulldog, tenacious. I, just, I like a guy who's just going to get in there and get after it. And then you drafted Joe. And then you drafted Joe. <laughs> The other offensive linemen on your team are going to be looking at him in the huddle going, bro, what are you doing here? 
what 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 how'd you get what, in what are you what are you even here for do you even it's like you, a guy water? it's like the guy who goes to poker game poker night with the guys and comes with like his wife's cookies <laughs> he's like my wife told me i need to bring these guys Cordy glenn's gonna be like Cordy glenn's gonna be like leonard pope get in here and play center i don't even want this guy i'm not trying to somebody split john theus out to the outside we're not we don't want we don't want it in here oh, it's oh too man good. all right trying to draft the best player at every position there's only one position in the draft that has not been touched yet. There's only one position available where I can mm. still get the best available player, or not the best available, the best overall player in the history of the program. Uh, it's not a premium position by any stretch of the imagination, but Drew Butler is a weapon at punter, and he is the best of all time uh, to play at UGA. And so, look, these are all-star teams. Uh, these are great. Uh, the, I don't expect to be punting at all, but mm. but maybe I want to. But maybe I want to run a trick play out there, right? I just I just, worst coaching I, decision I, in the world. Hey Kirby, maybe what's I'll, your what's your game plan stop. for Florida? <laughs> I will say his name, Clint. I swear to God, if you bring up a fake punt and Kirby Smart, I will say his name. Okay, don't. sorry. Hey, my, my bad. My bad. Slowly back away. I'm, I'm backing Slowly away. Back. I'm taking Drew Butler as my punter, my 23rd pick, or my 20th pick, sorry, my 20th pick in the draft. I'm taking Drew Butler. Drew, welcome to the draft. You're the GOAT. You're the best of all time at punter at UGA. Uh, no arguments from you guys on that, right? Drew Butler's the best punter in UGA history. We- sure. The most, the most hands-down, un- non-tense nope. pick in the draft right there. Just want to just want to hear you say I took the best player in UGA history sure. at my position. He so, is the best. There you go. But sure. I I like my pick better, and I'll explain. Yes. In a few rounds. I, I can't wait to hear about that. All right, Michael, you're on the clock. Who are you taking in round number twenty? Round number twenty. Uh, it's time to to get my defense all coordinated. So oh, I see. Irk Irk is gone. Uh, is. So that that leaves me. You know, I guess. Willie Martinez? Just kidding. <laughs> uh, no, by the way, you have to go uh, pay for all the listeners. You just lost us. I'm Sorry. not going to. I'm, I'm going to withhold my comment about your Willie Martinez joke until after you announce this pick. Hold yeah. on. <laughs> Fair enough. So I, I said earlier, Mark Rick, you know, famously, first few years at UGA, he's calling the offense. UGA is winning. He's got David Green out on the field. It's it's a good setup. But the the guy on the other end of that team coordinating the defense was one Brian Van Gorder. And so I, I figured that's uh that'd be good enough to run this defense I'm putting together. Good um, enough to run the defense. Well yeah. sh- sure. Um there are two decades of evidence since that day that he was coordinating the UGA defense that uh-huh. would scream to differ. Uh, but, but sure, he did have a couple good years at Georgia, and and then he crashed in a fiery fireball of fire um, <laughs> at every quite, stop that he that he went to. Quite the use uh, of the word. From, from then on out, this was what I mean when I started talking. When I was talking about Eric Russell, these are the kinds of names that, when you think about Georgia defense, I can't draft Brian Van Gorder. Like I, no, I don't think it's a terrible pick. But like, 
It's an, I don't want him coordinating my defense. I got to look at my children and say I love them. I, I can't yeah. have integrity when I do that. If I I'm, can't also have draft taken Brian Van Gorder when there are other living, breathing human beings available. I can't do that. I can't. Well, listen, I can't, I can't take Dan Lanning because I don't have Kirby Smart to actually run the defense. Oh, that so is true. If, you if need, either of you take Dan Lanning. You need, you need uh, more than just a, a figurehead, a puppet. Uh, okay. Um, I feel like you need Kirby Smart to run the defense now that you got Brian Van Gorder, but that's not that is not really what we're talking about. Just uh, what do you hear my it. head coach pick? <laughs> that's it for today's episode. Uh, we are twenty rounds into this draft. Um, we got we still got we still got a few we more got to more. go. There There's, are there are still names on the board. There is still meat on the bone. Some of the last picks of the draft are actually the most interesting. They're the juiciest. When we get to all the people that we were saving the whole draft that we knew no one else was going to take. So um, uh, we will be back um, one more episode this week. Uh, we've had two. We'll have one more. Leave us a rating. Leave us a review. Hit us up on Twitter. Send us an email. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for subscribing, downloading the podcast. And we will be back again this week uh, with even more picks. Uh, at this point, if you still need more stuff to listen to, uh, I mean, I can't really help you. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> if you still need more stuff, if you still need more stuff to listen to, you can tell your smart device to listen to play ch- uh, locked on. Chad Ford's NBA Big Board. See you guys later. See ya.